Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan-crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash achieve today. We, do, we don't have the capacity to know what existence is. We can only sit here and say, I like to believe this. And you can say, I like to believe that. And I think it's just responsible just to say, cool. I can believe what I want to believe. You can believe what you want to believe. We're back. We're so back. We're back. What does it mean when I say we're back? Uh, Are we recording? Yeah, we're recording. Episode 10. Episode 10. Second uh, on the bounce recorded today after our demonic session. We hope you enjoyed that last week. Um... Really should have started the show with, hello, you're listening to. <laughs> it feels weird to say it twice though, doesn't it? Nah, people know us by now, they know what they're getting. Weird Tales on the Unexplainable, um, with me, Bob Shoy, as always, and these two clowns. Beef. And Tiss. And this is our episode, our tenth episode. What a milestone. Yeah, I'm so excited that we've got this far. And, um, it's really cool, isn't it? Because we had so many topics, and we haven't even touched like no, the most obvious topics yet. We wrote a big list of topics right at the beginning when we recorded episode one, and we barely like scratched the surface. If anything, we've just added more to it. Yeah. For every like one episode we do, we add another like five topics to that list. Yeah, yeah. So it's been great. And before we get on the thing, have you guys thought about the first sort of nine episodes we've done? Have you enjoyed them? Yeah, I've really enjoyed them. Mm. Yesterday, um, I don't often get a chance to listen to the episodes on the bounce like really quick because I'm just busy doing other stuff. We've got quite demanding jobs, quite a lot in my spare time as well. So I don't really. But yesterday, I was doing some gardening, mm. doing some planting and some digging, mowing the lawn, all the other stuff. And uh, I listened to I listened to the psychedelic one, and I listened to. Uh, miracles. I hadn't even listened to that one. Oh, I don't really? really like listening to my own ones. Yeah, I find you always like think less of your own. But yeah, when I, I have listened to them all, but I never listened to them when I first do them because I spend so long editing them. Yeah, I feel like I've listened to them eight times. Yeah, but every now and then it works. I listen to podcasts at work. I'll yeah. chuck on an episode, see how it sounds. Yeah, normally one I've got doubts about. I'm like, oh, does that start? Does that episode sound good? I listen to it back, and um, I'm, I am happy with all of them. Um, I listen to. I also listen to haunted houses. Mm-hmm. So I was out in the garden for nearly like. Four and a half hours yesterday. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, I'm, I'm, and I'm still overwhelmed. I keep waking up, and like when when I know we're doing another episode, I keep waking up. I'm like, I, I reckon people are probably going to stop listening soon. Like people mm-hmm. are going to start, and you guys don't. Like no, our listeners are amazing, and great. it's so great to have feedback, and it's really great. 
I think we've got quite a varied uh, amount of topics. We've not even tackled the most obvious ones. Definitely. We haven't even looked Which at aliens. Good. Yeah. Like, that's mad. Yeah. yeah. And it yeah. took us eight episodes to get to ghosts. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Um, so, uh, yeah, it's because we're all coming at it from a different perspective as well. It's not just your typical, like, let's talk about ghosts yeah, yeah, podcast. Yeah. It is, you know, the, the, you never know what you're going to get from week to Well, I hope you don't, and, apart from the fact that we announced it three weeks in advance. But, yeah, you know, yeah. you don't know what vibe you're going to get. Every episode, every episode has its own, like, feel, yeah, and hopefully we'll continue to, to, to do that. Yeah. And we have plenty lined up. I mean, we're going to visit the ancient ram soon. I'm excited about that. Yeah. Um, what else we got coming? We got more on psychedelics coming up. Yeah, we've got like um, a phone in. We're gonna do some version more. with a bit more information. Yeah, we're gonna do some more um, <clears throat> Satanism stuff. Go talk about that a bit more. Um, I'm doing an episode on fate coming up, which is um, we're gonna. I'm gonna get my tarot read on the episode. We're gonna talk about that and try and visit. Get some palmistry, some in- insight in palmistry, and uh, probably astrology and anything to do with fate and stuff like that would be interesting. So we've got plenty lined up. That's just scratching the surface. So, you know, keep listening and spread the word. I've got a question for you. Now I know you're doing fate. Yeah. I'm going to see didn't if you... you know that? I'm, no, no I, I knew you were doing tarot. I just didn't uh, know that's, that was your, like, theme. I'll talk, about, I'll talk to you about it later. Okay. But... I've got another experiment that you might be interested in. Ooh, yes. <laughs> Actually, I've got a question about the fate episode. Do you think that was predetermined? Well, that, that you'd, you'd eventually do the... Do you think it was fate? Was it fate, fate. that you start talking about fate? It must be fate. It was it, the opportunity arose that I could go and get my tarot read, and it made me think, well, I, can't, I don't know if I can do a whole episode on that. Yeah. How could I tie it together? And then I thought, well, it's fate, and then I thought, you know, that's what put it together. Sorry. But that's jumping ahead. We haven't even said today's topic. Mm-hmm. And today, we are talking about the most unexplainable topic of all. Life. Mm-hmm. Death and existence. And um, this is a different style of show, which we're going to chuck in every now and then, every ten or so episodes, where it's just a discussion show. None of us have researched this. Um, what we've done is we've all gone away, thought of a couple of questions on this topic, and then we've come to record uh, with couple of questions each and we'll just throw them in the ring and discuss them and we don't know what each other's questions are mm-hmm. so, it's kind of like a trialogue yes exactly like a trialogue yeah, yeah. That's, that's clever so this is the uh, first of our discussion shows um life death and existence that's it that we're going to call the episode we're going to get life we're calling it death we're calling it existence we're calling it life and death i think it should it... be life full stop death full stop existence Okay, all right. Question mark. Question mark. <laughs> dot dot dot. Question mark. Explanation mark. Dot dot dot. At... Close brackets. Close brackets. Start new brackets. Com. At Bob Shoy. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, um, before any of us present our questions, the most maybe unexplainable question of all time we'll just chuck out there. Yeah, guys. Whimsically, <laughs> what happens when we die? He's going first. Are you going to go first? I've done enough talking, mate. I'll just introduce <laughs> the show. Well, since I just did an episode, Tiss, give okay. us your views. I'm going to try and tackle this vast question that you ask. Uh, what happens after death? It can just be your opinion if you want. Cause no, it can only no, be your opinion. It, well, yeah, okay, you, can't, yeah. you can't say, when I died last week, this is what happened. Talking of that, I would love to have an episode on near-death experiences in the future. 
Just probably idea. will happen. That's definitely going to happen. Let's I think that's going to be a good one. Yeah. If you can say it, then you can do an episode of it, really, isn't it? <clears throat> yeah. Anyway. Um, yeah. What happens after death? Um, in my opinion, it's. I mean, it's obviously just a total mystery. And ultimately, we won't know until you. Until you try it, mm. <laughs> um, die it before you try it. I can only really put out ideas that I've read about, where a lot of people believe that you know life is infinite. Right. That if infinity exists, the existence of infinity means that you know if infinity exists and life is infinite, and if life is infinite, then we effectively can't die. There can only be life birth and sort of rebirth right constantly so you never really die never really die no mm. no so, so when do you... you mean like reincarnation mm, not or you of, oh i want to come back as a dolphin so but then having said that's that that's very cultural are you talking about going into the ether and becoming part of the universe yeah definitely okay so okay so because uh, i guess what you're saying is that i and and i'm, I'm sure we can see this at some point we're going to have to do something about this. Not us, it'll be beyond our lifetime, but the, there'll be too many people for Earth to handle. Mm. It's inevitable. Mm. So, But that will happen, we're talking hundreds and hundreds of years in the future. Well, it's such a, such a vast question. I can only really... God, there's so many... I mean, this question I, I would put to you guys that we ask every time we do this episode because I think it could just go on and on. This question isn't... Oh, that's not, that's one what I done. Said. This it's is definitely... the most unexplainable yeah. question. I think this question world, should be posed every time, every tenth episode. Yeah, because we there's always more. There's there's one that I heard, which is quite an interesting one, which is just a fun thing to think about that someone puts out there in a podcast. What if we aren't just us, but we are like a load of people? Yeah. So like, if you die, if you like crash into a car, you just straight away, you don't die you just flick into someone else you're just flicked into another your 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 consciousness is is being spread over a, a vast amount of people right and you're can control your whatever you are is controlling all of them at the same time but at the moment you're only programmed into this one right consciously so do you mean so like imagine if you died and then you just woke up from a bad dream as someone else. And it's like, oh, I just had this dream that I was this dude and I died. What, from a parallel universe? No, just in this one. Weird. But then what would happen to the person that was already that person? Yeah. Well, you are that person. You are both people. You are oh, okay. all these so people it's like at the same time. Each consciousness is many consciousnesses. Yeah, yeah. That's pretty weird. But you can never die. <laughs> can... Well, I mean, one belief is that we are all the universe experiencing itself. Yeah. We are the universe experiencing itself through different eyes. And that's why you get every type of person because the universe is everything. So you get a really good person, you get a really bad person, whatever that means. You get a really, you know, this person. You also, on the other hand, get a really this person because there's just unlimited possibilities of what a person can be mm. because it's all the universe. And it's, it's yeah it's like our we we uh, assess our own brains ourselves so it stands to reason that the universe is so vast that it's kind of experiencing itself like we are we we study the brain which is us 
So the universe studies itself, which is us. Right. We are the little neurons and brain parts of the universe experiencing the universe. Right. Oh, weird. Okay. So, like, if you yeah, were to imagine... I, I just sort of clicked in what you're saying, and... Uh, yeah, okay. A good, like, uh, visualisation for it is if you get, like, a light, and you cover it with dark paper, like, black paper, like a, a dark dome, and you poke holes in it, mm. and then you say, well, this dot is Bob, mm. this dot is Adam, this is Beef, this is this, this, this. You take the the, yeah. the universe's light shining through all of us. We're like the atoms. And make, our egos make make us think that... I'm separate to you, and you're separate to me. But actually, we're not. Like, the ego is something that makes us think. It tricks us into thinking we are separate, but we're not. We're all the same. And it's it's almost like the ego is the struggle through life. And then when you die, it's not you that dies, it's your ego that dies. Right. And then you realise, oh, it was, you know, we're all one. Well, it wasn't me and Bob, it was, we are, you know, we are everything. Okay. Yeah. Wow. I get what I you mean. I didn't realise it was going to get that heavy yeah, so when, instantly. When, <laughs> <laughs> when, Just uh, easing into the show. When when you started talking, I was trying to piece together in my head what you were saying, and yeah. then it it was like when Bob when you said, it "I've got in. it," I was like, yeah. "Oh, yeah." So, but it's I know this, uh, but I get what you mean, and it doesn't sound that I know this. It doesn't sound far fetched. Like um, to begin with, I was like. What? Where's he going on this? But then, <laughs> yeah, it, yeah, like I, I get it because it, yeah, okay. The weirdest thing to think about death, and I think the thing that people will struggle when you think of what happens when you die, is, um, I mean, it's easy for people to say, oh, when you die, we're we're worm food, hmm. right? Yeah. That's a very flippant thing to say, because it's so hard as a conscious conscious being to think of what happens to your consciousness. Yeah. Like everything I am, yeah. everything that's here, yeah. I'm not my body, I'm more than my body, yeah. my body's a vessel. Mm. You can't imagine the consciousness that's within you fading. No. You, you, you can't think, well, this is all for nothing. Exactly. And if it is, it's like, why go on? And this is why I'm so fatalist. I always think, why go on? Because, mm. as I've just said, you can't say we're all just worm food. Yeah, no. I think we're all just worm food. So I, I'm just like, why do I live? Hmm. I yeah, I think I um, like I I see what you mean. It is quite a flippant thing to say because I I almost find that harder to believe than what I actually believe, hmm. and what I actually believe sounds mental. Hmm. But it it's easier to believe. I find it easier to believe than I was just worm food because the way I look at it. Is if if we were all just bodies mm-hmm. that were just alive, if we were just all living organisms, and that's all we were, that was the only thing that made up us as people. Surely we would all be the same, because all of us, all of us three, have different personalities, mm-hmm. different different things in our DNA that make us different, different belief systems, different experiences. As, that, like this is just a prime yeah, example of that. Just, just these three comments exactly, that have just been made. Exactly. So therefore, this is where my belief comes into play in that as as a Christian, I believe that we're all spirits. And so the spirit so transcends. So it's your spirit that lives... Because I've, I've... Yeah, I've not, I'm not... Obviously, I've not seen a dead body. But 
it is just it's just flesh, isn't it? And then just mm. rots into the ground, mm. and it's just like a you can't hurt a dead body. But it's like so I, I can't I can't, I find it hard to believe that if you are a spirit as well, that can't. Where does that go? That has to go somewhere. This and is I, where I struggle. And this is this is for me. This is why it makes more sense because I can't just accept that. Oh, you just you just worm food. Well, yeah, sure. My my body is worm yeah, food, but my body was nothing all along. But my body's just flesh. That's just that's no more flesh than a, like a cat or a dog or like that's just that's just what makes me up as a physical being. Mm. Like inside my physical being is a spirit. Because if it was just the flesh and the bone and the cartilage and all the other stuff, we would all surely be the same. Because there's not whatever it is that makes us mm. different. And your DNA. Tell that that deciphers your genetic inheritance, and so you notice. I don't know. Maybe your facial structure is the same as like your mum, or something like that. But I think the differences that make up our personalities and the way our brain works and what we believe—that's individual. That that is your spirit. That's your. And so that that's what I that's what I believe. I believe that, and and again, I haven't died, so I don't I don't know for sure how it happens. But your your spirit must go somewhere, and so I think when you die, that's the. I know this is a this is a ideology that goes, um, you know, thousands of years back. But that's that's why the Bible makes sense to me because that tells me that. When you die, you you meet you know you meet your maker, you mm. meet God, and you then live on as a spirit. Well, this is why I think not to blow our own horns, but it makes this this podcast work. Mm-hmm. Um, just those three examples we've given. Uh, like I say, we have a Christian, an atheist, an agnostic. And just when you say what happens when you die, just a question like that is enough for to have like three completely opposing ideologies, but completely mm. interesting and understandable viewpoints. However, it's interesting that um, what you were saying, Tis, is effectively quite similar to. That's why when you when you mentioned about the universe, like that is not too dissimilar to what I just said, you just, you, you're just coming at it from a different angle. And it sounds as if what you're saying is it is what you believe. Like you, you do just say, I'm just wearing food, but you struggle to believe believe. it's because you don't, it's like almost like a trigger in your brain as a conscious being. It's a trigger to be like, but this can't be nothing. My brain can't be nothing. Everything I am can't be nothing. Mm. But at the same time, I kind of feel it is. It's like, does consciousness go on after the death? Mm. I don't know. But I know that everything in the universe has to balance. Like energy has to balance, right? Mm. Mm. So you can't just die and become nothing. You have to become something. So, okay, if I try and look at it scientifically, my consciousness has to be something. It's like I say, it's not in my body. My yeah. body dies, decomposes, rots, becomes other things, energy is transferred. The energy that is my consciousness is like an invisible energy, mm. right? That can't just like rot away. So maybe that is something which we can't tangibly see or feel, but it has to exist because we feel it. So then what happens to that? Well, I just, I don't know, maybe it does just go into the atmosphere and spread out and yeah, spread apart in that way. It doesn't decompose into the ground, it decomposes into the atmosphere, and it's like a weird hoodoo way of thinking about it. But mm. 
it's hard as a human to accept like well, my consciousness can't just end. Yeah. But then part of me genuinely thinks, well, yeah, it probably does, and that's what makes me think I don't really care if I die because I'm not anything. Hmm. This is where I think you're borderline agnostic. This is what Possibly. leads me. Well, this is what leads me into my next question. <laughs> so is this your? This your, is your first. Your question. Okay, well, let's just chuck it in because it relates to it, right? Okay, so mm-hmm. I asked you guys a little while ago when we weren't recording, which is what made us say we should do an episode about this. Um, we were sitting around about whether you feared death, right? Okay. And then that made me think, well, what happens when you die? And I'm like, well, whether you fear death or not, how much does that rely on your belief of what happens after you die? Okay. So if if you um, are religious, maybe you wouldn't fear death because you would think, well, when I die, I'm just going to transcend. Yeah. This is, mm. you, is nothing to fear, but people are also scared of the unknown. Yeah. So I just wonder where you guys stood on that. Like, do you fear dying? And if you do, is any of that based on what you believe happens when you do die? It's interesting because I was literally about to say that. I don't fear death at all. No, I don't. I used to. This is what made me think about it. I used to, used to be almost like borderline a phobia of mine. Like, mm. I was so scared of dying. Mm. I remember once I was on a plane, actually, and I turned to my dad and I... I <laughs> I was, I was, this is the sort of conversation on, you want to happen on a plane. We got on a plane. It's weird that you mentioned planes because I've got something to say about that as well. Oh really? Yeah. yeah. So I, this is, you know, I was quite young. I didn't really think about any anything spiritual really, and it was just sort of I don't know where I got it from. It must have been passed down to, from my dad or something. But I literally turned to my dad and was like, I'm, I'm literally having like a bit of a not a panic attack, but I was literally having like. A, a bit of a freak out in my own head where I was just like, oh, when you die, it's nothing. And I was trying yeah. to imagine nothing. Yeah. <laughs> and uh, yeah. looking back on it, it's quite foolish, actually, to think of that. Uh, I mean, that, that concept to think of nothingness. Nothingness is nothing, so it's nothing to fear. But yeah, that that was like kind of what I used to... It's the idea of disappearing, though, that's, that's scary. All this I've built will disappear. Mm-hmm. Um, but it's weird that you would say about planes, because this is that. Um, I never used to be scared of flying when I was a kid. And then as I got older, more and more, every time I got on a plane, I was like, this is crazy. This is really scary. This is a scary thing to do. Mm-hmm. And then now, to the point where I got kind of like apprehensive and scared of flying. Yeah. And then I thought, it made me think, well, what happens if I die now? When the plane takes off, what happens if I die? Mm-hmm. And I would think that on a plane, that would make me more scared. But then when I, I started thinking, well, what happens if I do die? Nothing. Mm. And then now, every time I'm on a plane, and it's about to take off, and I get that scared, apprehensive feeling, the only way to move on with the flight is for me to accept there, in my seat, as we're about to take off, that I could die. Like, accept death. Like, I might die in a minute. Like, accept that I could die any second. And mm. from that, it made me just feel like that all the time. To the point now where I'm like, well, I might die tomorrow. I might die now. So what? Because of of my belief that I don't really think I'm going to transcend. I don't really think I'm going to I'm going to be enlightened or move on or become anything else or reincarnate. Hmm. I just think, well, what am I anyway? Nothing. So why do I care if I die or not? Why do I? It make it almost makes me depressed as well though sometimes because I'll be like, why do I care if I live? Hmm. And I've actually been with um, like girlfriends before. Yeah. Who I've almost both voiced this, and it's probably part of the reason why I've broken up with some girlfriends because they'll say I'm so depressing. Like, um, 
I don't think I'm suicidal. But yeah, to the yeah. point where they would think I was suicidal, where I'm like, I don't care if I die. Yeah, yeah. To the point where I'm like, so what? Why? Well, I always sit there and think some days, why do I live? Mm. What's the point of me living? See, I when I the fact that I don't fear death is more because I think that the opposite of nothing. I think death is everything. If that makes sense. Mm. So like, we're in these bodies. These bodies have limitations. We have two hands, two feet. We can't fly. We can't do that. You know, we have limitations, yeah. and our brain is that limitation because it's only so big. Like when we were apes, we we couldn't talk, and we it required our brain to get bigger for us to do more things. So that's like a limitation in itself. So death actually is the transition from having limitations to having no limitations to being everything, to being multi-dimensional, to mm. being just unshackled. Mm. It could be. That's My, the other thing I think about is for people who believe that when we die, it's only the beginning or things get better. My my question in my head is like, why do you want to live then? Don't you wish you could die? Uh, no, because I think life has a lot to offer. Mm. Life is in itself a divine gift as well. If that makes sense, it's like a test. Yeah, doing. To be able to exist with these limitations and do as much as you can is almost in itself a test and it's kind of like a strength of will mm. to do something with it, even though it is li- has limitations, to try and get as much as you can out of life. And I don't yeah. mean like success, like, oh, I've got the, the most toys, I've got the most money. Yeah. It's more like... Toys. You know, like meditation. Got the latest PlayStation. Meditation is like, uh, it's hard. And it it takes a lot of willpower to sit there in a room and do nothing and just be present. And I really relish those. And maybe that's why I've changed so much in the last six months. And I've lost my fear of death because, I don't know, it's, it's like... I really, I really relish ta- tasks of like where they require strong willpower, mm. and I think that's what life's about. It's about doing those things that are really hard to do, but there is payoffs, and there is these mysteries that to be solved. That's what life ultimately is. It's yeah, the, I know what you mean. This is where I struggle because, like I say, with my belief that nothing happens after, I'm like, mm. well, this is a struggle, so why bother? Mm, it makes me. me apathetic it's hard for me to really do something because I'm apathetic not because I'm lazy mm. but because I'm like well, what difference does this make to anything it makes me like why bother mm. but then yeah I kind of have the same opinion but it takes me in a different path mm. it's weird for me that's um, that to me is where my faith comes in uh-huh. um, I, I don't I don't have a fear of dying at all because for me, I, I know that this is just like a temporary thing. Mm-hmm. I know that after death, there's there's more. There's more to to receive. There's more to there's more to life after death than there is to what I'm temporarily experiencing now. Yeah. This is this is again. So this is like what Tis is saying. That's where my that's where my faith comes in because that that gives my life meaning and purpose. Mm-hmm. I don't I don't care about um, money. Uh, success doesn't bother me at all. I I quite like that actually. My wife earns much more money than I do. She's got a, a much better job than I have. Like, I I love my job, 
so which in sen- in one sense i suppose that gives my life purpose as well but i i think none of that is important to me i don't care about my material possessions i don't care about the house i live in i couldn't care less about the car that i drive like if i wanted to i could get myself a really really nice car but i'm not bothered i'm not interested none of that interests me it's all of it is my faith that's that's why a lot of what i do in my spare time is revolved around our church work because to me um i believe that through through life god has given me so much that it's worth me giving back to him which is why i don't fear death because i know that after death i get to actually meet him mm. so it doesn't to me it's and i'm kind of caught in that place where i'm not like i'm not excited to die i don't want to i suppose it's a way I, in a way i'd say i'm not i'm not afraid of dying i don't want to like I, I agree with Tiss. Like I feel like this is what I have now as a gift, and I'm going to enjoy it while I can. And for me, life is about the small moments that you have with people. So it's just going down the pub with you guys, doing stuff with my family, all those little moments in life where it's you know it gives you you feel like you've gained something from it. Mm-hmm. Like I don't you know whenever we hang out. I always get something, I always feel like, I, like I'm like i going to drive home soon and be like, wow, that was, I really feel like, every time we do a pod, I feel like I gain something. Mm. And it's not like I'm doing stuff to gain stuff, just I'm thankful when it happens, you know. And so that's, for me, it, it just, you know, death just means that I get to enter into the fullness of what I've been created for, if that makes sense. This is a lot of the reason why, as someone who um, who's not religious, like sometimes, like I wish I had faith. Mm. Like I wish I had a faith. Do you know what I mean? With mm. a but not like I want to superficially take one because just so I've got one. Mm. Do you know what I mean? Um, sometimes I'm like I wish I could have that. Yeah, yeah. Um, wow, this is like a heavy episode. <laughs> it really oh, is. Wow. It's, it's, gonna be, oh. it's it's good. It's gonna it's gonna be heavy, but it's um it's yeah. good. Are you trying to say we should do like a light hearted? No, it's just <laughs> this <laughs> is heavy, man. <laughs> one thing that's good about uh, well, the one thing that I think about with death though is it's it's gonna happen, so I don't have to worry so much about it. It's gonna mm-hmm. happen. Yeah, it is inevitable. The other thing is like, uh, so why worry? If ever you're at a time when you're like, I'm not enjoying life right now. Yeah. Uh, which is a, obviously a terrible place to be in. Like if you're ever sitting mm. there thinking, I don't, I'm not enjoying life right now. Um, it just makes me feel like, well, if you're in that position or in that state, and I really hope I don't drive anyone off a cliff when <laughs> who's listening. Like, yeah, I feel like that. Um, I'm not telling you to go and do anything, please. Um, but I'm just like, if you're not enjoying life right now, and you're in a position where you don't believe there's anything after, and that you don't affect anything, hmm. I'm just like, why carry on living? I think, and I'm not. It sounds like I'm mega depressed. It sounds like I'm no, mega no, no. Suicidal, but I'm not complete. I, I have a nice life. Oh, I have nothing to complain in my life. And like I say, like I said, I've uh, been with girls who have have found it like too fatalist. Yeah, yeah, and they'll think like they'll be they'll be like you're gonna kill yourself one day. Uh, I'm not. I don't think I will. Yeah, yeah. But I just I always have these thoughts of like, if you're not enjoying life, then why do it? Because there's nothing more. So if you're alive, you've got to enjoy it. This for me is why um, there's a difference between people who are depressed. If you've got depression, that's like a mental illness. That's yes. much different. Yes. But if you get people who 
like and you know the type of like, oh god I hate my job and like mm. just spend the whole time moaning for me it makes me angry because I'm like well, you can change that you are the only person in your life that can change your life no one else can do it for you so if you hate your job go and get another one mm. I know that's e- that's easier said than done right now mm. but I always think if you're in a job you're in the best possible place to look for another job because you've got the security of having a job whilst having the time it's not like if you were unemployed and you're like I need to find a job and I have to find something going to just settle for anything. If you're in a job, you've got the luxury of being able to sit there and be picky. You're like, I'm going to look for the job that I want and I'm going to, and if it's something I want, but I maybe don't have the qualifications, I'll, I'll use my spare time to do that so I can get it. And I just think you, you're the only one that creates your own happiness. And I think, I think, no, you, you're right. It's not like a fate of this thing. And, and I think that's why I'm, we're experiencing quite a lot, um, at the minute, we, we've had quite a few people come to our church who, they're not Christians, they just don't, they're like, I I just, I can't just accept, I can't just sit there and be like, my life has no meaning. So I want to find out if this is my meaning. And other religions are finding that as well. Like, I know people, some friends who are now uh, Jewish, like, and even people who have turned to Islam, like, because they, they're like, I can't just live thinking... Like, what is this my lot in life? And they feel like their purpose has to be in a faith or an ideology or something like that. So it's not a fatalist thing. I think it's just you've you've realised that there must be more to life than uh, house, job, girlfriend, work, money, you know, and going through the motions. Maybe having a kid, maybe getting married, but if not, then you just go through and you die. Like, there, mm. there must be more to it, so... You do, it, you do it and die. Do it and die. Do it and die. I think everyone has those thoughts. Yeah. I feel like I'm the most happiest person would sit back some days and say, Why do I come do down this? off that high and sort of think, oh, am I really that happy? Am I really? But I feel blessed in the fact that I don't, I, I am not driven by success or anything like that. It's just pure. If I, I well, at the moment, I live a day at a time, so mm. I don't think too far ahead. I think this is, um, like I say, we all get into things from a different viewpoint. We all have different beliefs, that's true. But this is one of the things that we do have in common. Yeah. Uh, like, if you're friends with someone, you, there are things you have in common, even if it isn't, like, interests or beliefs. There's something that glues friends together. And I don't think any of us three care. Like you say, you don't care about success. Yeah. I don't think any of us care about success. That is, mm. like, we would never sit here and talk about like oh we gotta do whatever at work and we never sit and talk about work we never sit and talk about no. like how you got to improve our lives and stuff like that it's yeah, so yeah. boring to us mm, to like, sit I mean, and talk about self-help success. books and stuff like that like when people put like inspirational quotes like i can't think of one off the top of my head but they're they're really cringy and they're sort of like they just give people this sort of attitude that it's dog eat dog and you've got a sort of this and that i don't I don't think, I don't know, I don't think people need that in their lives. Like no. Self-help where it's like, to be successful in business, you have to do this and that and that. Just the, For me, there's that, that's what I love about our friendship. And, and then, like, when we're with our partners, and that's what I love about us hanging out. That all of us, like even my wife loves her job as a teacher. And she sees real value in it, and she I know that she like she's putting spare time into getting a master's degree so she can become but that, that I know that that's not where her 
values are. Yeah, but she's not it's... doing it for success. She's no, doing it no. She likes to. Exactly. And she like she said to me the other day, she's like, I know that as a headmaster, I could earn over a hundred grand a year, but then I won't be teaching and I won't enjoy it. So what's the point? Mm. And I was like, No, you're right. We don't need the money. What do I need the money for? I can't take it away with me. When I die, it goes to what my kids like. Mm. What does that teach you? And I just think, like, there's two people that I f- I feel really sorry for. One is like. I know this is this isn't very this is quite. We're gonna name names now. No 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 <laughs> okay, no, no. It's just like a generalization. All right. Um, people that don't have hobbies. Yeah, I can't understand. How that. can you not have just one? Even if it was just one hobby, I feel like I've got too many yeah, things. Yeah, I don't have time for everything. I try and. I've do. got on my bedside table, I've got a stack like this high of books, comics I haven't read. There's games at home I haven't played. There's uh, like. Like I, I'm learning to play drums. Like that's gonna be years and years of my life. Like that could go on inevitably. That could go on for the rest of your life. You could learn There's to do that. There's like, always a new thing which I'm like, I'm interested in that too. Yeah. I mean, I'm finding interest in this, but it doesn't mean I'm not interested in the other stuff still. And it's just like I have less and less time for all things. Yeah. But I'm interested in everything. I can't, and I suppose really those sort of people tend to be the second group of people, which is I once had this job. It was like a temporary job. Um, I was just trying to save up some money to go to Africa and I sat next to this guy and every day he was just like he didn't really talk wasn't really he wasn't like massively miserable but he was kind of edging retirement um doing the same like kind of work as as me and we just got talking because he said oh so you're going to Africa soon I said yeah yeah he said oh why is that and I said oh I don't know I just want to travel I want to I want to go I just want to see what it's like and got some friends out there, I'm going to go and stay with them and go to an orphanage and stuff. And he he told me that he wanted to be a policeman. But at the time, like his eyesight wasn't good enough for to pass the tests. Mm-hmm. And he told me, he'd been, he said, oh, I've been doing this job for 40 years and I retire like, in a few years. I'm just holding out for my retirement. He's like, I hate every day here. Every day I come here and like, I hate it. I hate my job. And I just, I sat there. I was like, you may as well have just died. What mm-hmm. is the point? 40 years of... Every day, and he said, every day I sit at this computer and wonder why. It was like the most depressing man I've ever met. But I was like, I've met so many other people like that. that they're, you know, and, and fair enough, like, they've got bills to pay. And he said, it got to a point where, you know, we've just got kids. Like, we need to feed them, we need to clothe them. I get I get that. That's important. That's, that's, that is very good. But I just thought, I was like, there's, you know, what, why have you, why have you just sat here? Like, what, what has like possessed you that you want to sit here and just like wait for death like that to me mm. i've never met anyone quite so intense but he was i was like i can't do that and that really drove me from then on i was like i don't want to be driven by money or even if it means that i can sit in an office somewhere and earn 250 grand a year i'm not interested i don't want to chase that because that isn't for me that isn't living mm. And so, yeah, I suppose that is one thing we've all got in common, isn't it? None of us really care at all about work no. or... Success is not uh, important. And then that's why I struggle to believe... I, I struggle to understand people where that is their drive. That is their... Almost like their religion. Mm. And we've all got friends like we'll that. We'll bump where... into a friend, uh, any... Well, friends every now and then that we haven't seen for a few years. And the first thing they'll talk about is money or work. And I'm just like... It's almost like it takes me back because that's never the first thing. It's not, not even not only not the first thing that any of my actual friends that I see a lot will say to each other. It's not a thing that will even come up. No, we never talk about 
I don't think we never really talk about work or anything like that. Do we? I don't want to talk about work. No. Work isn't like if we, if we talk about work, it's like a funny story. Yeah. It's not like oh, how's it going then? Oh, what are you doing at work or whatever? Yeah. It's, not interested. I don't care because I'm. It's not like I'm not you saying I don't know why you carry on and hate your job. I don't like my job. I don't hate my job. I just do my job. Yeah. And then I make the most of all the time I'm not doing my job. Yeah. <clears throat> I feel like culturally, our, especially Western culture, they sell... I feel like, and this is just a theory of mine, that religion and uh, stuff that filled that gap, like whether it be Taoism, Buddhism, Christianity, they used to fill... They, our culture sort of has developed and we've got this big gap where religion used to be, where that sort of thing used to be. And some people find that success and having a car and having this has filled that gap it's like you know, adverts, adverts and stuff say well you want to be happy get yeah. this car that is and they say and, and because they haven't got something in their life that drives them forward they say right that's what i need and they yeah. drive towards that and they get the car and it's a trojan horse because there's nothing it's, what's but the it, next thing? I just can't see how people can be so um, like blinkered and yeah. to, just so like one track minded. And well, for, when you think about like I liken that to we've all of all of us have had this where a new game comes out right. and you start playing it and you're like, this is the best game <laughs> I've ever this, played. This has solved boredom for the yeah, rest of this my life. This is I'm never going to be bored again. I'm <laughs> I'm going to want to complete this time and time again. Yeah. And then you complete it, and it's like, okay, what next? And yeah, it's like, yeah. for me, I know that's like a really, really stupid picture. But you know what I mean? We can all relate to that. <laughs> and that's the same as, you know, there's people in my family that have got high-powered jobs, and, and like Rachel's family as well. Like, they can't understand why I do what I do, and I I don't like talking about, and not, not all of them, and like, you know, Rachel's got a lovely family. I've just realised what I'm doing. Right. Um, <laughs> no, but do you know what I mean? There are certain people that I would can't relate to i pr- i probably wouldn't talk about my work with them because i know that they wouldn't understand mm. like yeah. they wouldn't understand why i took a pay cut from my previous job to start my new job well they're because i know my new job is going to make me happier yeah they're wondering what you're filling that gap with if it's not money and stuff like that because yeah because that's what they and that and you say you need to make them happier they wouldn't understand that because they'd be like no you'd be happier if you had the more money yeah yeah, yeah. And this is the thing. This is the thing. Like one of Rachel's relatives, like she said, she said, "I know what our headmaster makes. He makes one hundred and sixty grand a year, doing what he does." And Rachel and and this relative, he was like, he's like, "I I don't I do anything." He's like, "I don't care." And she was like, "He gets no holiday. He gets like almost no holiday. And he's in at seven in the morning. He leaves at eight o'clock at night. Like that's not a life." And yeah. so she was saying that, and also I wouldn't be teaching anymore. So what's the point? And that's not what I'm doing it for. And I just, for me, I was like, I was like, oh, there's no way I want to tell you what I do or how much I earn. Like, yeah, I'm embarrassed. I'm like, oh, I'm self-employed, and um, I could work from like six in the morning to six at night every day and the weekends if I wanted to. Yeah, you have the opportunity, but. Can I be fucked? And not because I'm lazy, because I'm like, there's more to my life than going out to work. I could earn twice the amount I do, probably. Mm. But do I earn enough to have a nice life? 
Yeah, and do I get then would, free time to do? Yeah, the things then you I wouldn't do? have the free time to exactly. do stuff I, with the extra money. I'm happy with the balance I have. If I've had enough and I'm hating work, mm. I'm I'm self-employed. I can go home. I'm not answering to anyone. Yeah, and that gives me a happiness in my work. Yeah, because I think well, there are jobs I prefer doing, but then I'm like, but I'd have no freedom. Yeah, so, and I think like, and obviously this isn't setting stone or anything, but me and Rachel, uh, my wife, when we were talking about like, oh, when it gets to having kids. It's definitely my wife's salary that we would need the most. Yeah. Therefore, we'd have to consider me being like a house husband, mm. like a stay-at-home dad. And you can't wait. And my <laughs> well, no, no, but my but it, it's for me. I think as a society, I think it's not quite what it used to be. But I think actually, like this is right. We're driven by consumerism and materialistic um, possessions. Like people, you know, you you can't buy iPads quick enough. Only for them to be d- overdone by something else, like there's a a more responsive touchscreen, yeah. or there's a bigger phone, or there's like you can afford. And people really care. People they really you, care yeah. about it. Yeah, and I can't, I can't, I can't grasp it. I don't, I can't express how much I don't care mm. that that doesn't bother me. I don't care that my phone is crap. This is the episode we lose all our listeners because yeah. they're like, <laughs> I care about that stuff. Yeah. I'm listening to your podcast on my brand new life. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. No, and it's not to say like, you know, okay, so my contract's up for renewal in February. I'll probably get like a new iPhone, but I'm not... You're not queuing up on day no, one. and I'll enjoy it. And, you know, and it's the same with anything. I'm not, I'm not, I could have, I've got a Mac. Like, I could have got a better one. I just went for, I oh, just, yeah. the bog standard one with big memory, please. Yeah. Like, I don't really, I don't really need it to do it. So, yeah. Um, Aviva, we have uh, <laughs> been for like, forty five minutes. <laughs> yeah, that. we've been talking for forty five minutes. Existence. We need to. Uh, well, this is all of our existence, isn't it? It's the existence kind of, yeah, of yeah. and what you do with it. Yeah, but maybe Aviva, we could do a couple of questions. Do any of you two want to chuck a question in? Maybe something not as dour as my first one. No, I know what you mean, though, and it's not like a. Yeah, it's not like a. I, you know, we've I've I've met people who are suicidal. Like they're. No fun. <laughs> <laughs> no, it's no. They, they, your, your approach and your, your idea. Then it's nothing like. But I know, we, I know what you mean. It's yeah. like, uh, well, what's the point then? If, but welcome back. Uh, Hello. Are we gonna lighten the mood? Uh, this is where we all look at our questions. We're like, they're all really depressing. <laughs> no, <laughs> not at all. Mine's, okay, good. Mine's not. Them, <laughs> you... My questions aren't. Um, I, I think about this every day. I think about existence. I think about everything. Every like, there's not a day that goes by at the moment where I, I can don't imagine. think about. I don't. <laughs> I don't listen to new theories and new ways of looking. I can see you sitting at home like, eating mushrooms. Like, yeah, <laughs> peering out the window. Yeah, I wish. I wish I had to go to work, <laughs> but that's the dream. That's what I'm working towards. Um, <laughs> Philosopher, really. is that your new job? The philosopher's stone, yeah. Well, yeah. Um, <laughs> but yeah, I love all these every belief. That's why I'm going to read the Bible. I'm going to read everything because mm. it's just for me the fact that existence cannot be explained. Some people want to throw a net over it and say, "Well, this is this is how it is," and. Oh, just leave it like that. But I'm just like, well, no, anything can yeah, be possible. As soon as you start questioning, they're like, no, just, 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 just yeah, it's no, fine. no, it, it's definitely not that. And it's for me, it's actually the opposite. I'm just like, 
any crazy theory is just as just as valid. Yeah. It is yeah. just as when valid. you don't have an answer, you have to listen to everything. Yeah. yeah, yeah. But this is why for like for for us as youth pastors in our church, we have to. I guess we have to be careful to an extent about who we ask to like, be leaders with us because there are, as, as you get with any belief system, there are the people who like, like, no, 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 my, this is tidy. The way I've got it, my faith is tidy. And it's like that, that's the way it has to be. Like, like you can't, you can't be like that with, uh, teenagers because their brains are just all over the place. It's like, if you get too caught up with dogmas, it just can just, just limit your view of how it can be, how vast it, the answer actually is. Then you become one of those people on Facebook that just like, yeah, barking stuff at you. And you're like, oh, yeah. go away. <laughs> it's like, definitely David Cameron said this. I don't know if you want, yeah, whatever. Great, fine. But, but um, well, are you um, going to give us yeah, a question? Who's, who's going to pose a question? Okay, so the question I've got is, uh, okay, so is the brain an antenna for the conscious, or? Is consciousness manifested as a side effect of neurons in the brain? So it's basically. <laughs> this is a very different question to mine. <laughs> <laughs> it's basically. Um, Bit of yeah. an obvious question, really, Tess. Yeah, sure. Sure. obvious. <laughs> <laughs> um, so yeah, it's basically the scientist view is, or the materialist view rather, is that consciousness isn't divine. It is literally manifested as a side effect of all these neurons happening in the brain right our brain working consciousness is a side effect and we look into consciousness and say oh well this is amazing it's like well no it's just the brain just a side effect it's just a trick of the mind yeah the brain thinks that it's something more than it is it's just a brain it's just tissue and mm-hmm. atoms and there's there's nothing more to read into it once you're dead you're dead yeah and, and carry on and you know consume like buy that new car or um or is well this is just one other view there's millions of others but is the brain an antenna for your unconscious so it you know is your brain actually the antenna for your body your body's the vessel right your brain is just the antenna which takes in the consciousness processes from where well from the The universe yeah from Mm. the ether it could be the the you are the universe and you're channeling through the brain, the brain creates the ego, but the antenna, you know, the, the divine spark is from the universe. Or are you in the ether and you're channeling Latching yourself on, yeah. through this body? And then when you your body dies, you just channel into another. You're born again. <laughs> so <laughs> I have no idea. I can't even... <laughs> it's like not the uh, that's not the question I was thinking at all. Um, <laughs> you were gonna ask. I think the first one for me, by the way. And that's what Which brings me for, down. Which first one? The, the first answer. The, the fact the, that it is a side nothing. effect. Yeah, this is this is, is the thing what I was saying. This is why because that hmm. that's why it brings me down. Hmm. And I wish it was more, but I can't believe it is. Hmm. And I want to and I'd love to, but I just in my brain I can't believe it's anything more than that, and that's what makes me think all the stuff. Yeah, yeah. You know, all down the stuff. Yeah. Yeah. The problem I have with the view that it is just conscious, the 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 materialist view, I find uh, very hypocritical because they'd say the Big Bang happened, and then they'd sort of anything that happened since then that's a miracle or unexplainable is just 
It's just this. For the Big Bang itself was a miracle. But um, um, don't many scientists now believe that the Big Bang never happened? I don't know. And there, there's this, there's a new um, theory this year mm-hmm. where many scientists now believe that the Big Bang didn't happen mm-hmm. and the universe doesn't have a start the same way it doesn't have an end. It, didn't, it never started. It's, it's infinite in both ways. Yeah, it's yeah. infinite in both directions, which is... It's, it's so hard to get your head around. I mean, we're going to do another episode about that whole sort of thing, like big science sort of stuff. But mm. And that that's the is... problem in itself with science. Some scientists, I mean, science in general is kind of a good thing. But on the other side of the coin, science, people can get too led astray with science and, and get very dogmatic. It, and allows, say, it allows you to be very close-minded. Yeah. In, in a very simple way. But science... You can just go, no... So science, yeah, but yeah. science doesn't hasn't confirmed anything. Every scientific belief is a theory. Hmm. Even gravity it's is a, a theory. Yeah. None of it is. Nothing can be proven. Yeah, yeah. So there's no way you can say, well, oh no, not that because science is very lazy to and say f- that. And from its track record, it, they always change. They revise stuff. Yeah. Well, this is so so, like I say, they're revising the Big Bang right now. Well, this is yeah. one of this was actually. One of my questions. Okay. Um, I'll answer your question first. In that, I think the neither the <laughs> uh, the second one maybe I don't know. I think uh, I don't really think I understand what you're asking. If I'm honest, I think okay. So you're asking: Is my do I think my brain isn't like an uh, like a receiver? Like, is your consciousness yeah. made up of just like just loads like of science. neurons, and you think you're conscious, but it's just just nonsense in your head? Okay, or is it or, actually? Yeah, are you think of it like a receiver? Like your consciousness is out in the ether, and when you're born as a human, it latches onto your body, and uh, then it okay. goes off again. Okay, yeah, probably probably neither. Not because they're both wrong. I just I don't. Yeah. I, guess hmm. I'm kind of somewhere in the middle. I don't just think that it's just neurons. Well, I can't. I can't believe that because of what I do believe. Like, hmm. yeah. I can't believe the first one, but I also don't really believe the second one either. So yeah, I'm kind of I'm kind of midway between both viewpoints, I suppose. So in... what? What was your question that you were supposed uh, to say? Well, my other question, um, and I, I'm curious to see, I was curious to see what you guys would think, um, just because this is a very, very now question. Okay. In, only in the religious sphere, really. Um, and that is, uh, did you, do you guys, what's your view, your viewpoint on like science disproving religion or disproving the Bible? Like, Do you guys think that science has done that? I think um, a lot of um, okay. I want to clarify as so we identify our beliefs on the show, and I identify myself as an atheist. But I think there's a real difference, as we've said in, in, in private before, between an atheist and like a new atheist. Mm. And an atheist is like me that I don't have a belief. Um, I'm not agnostic. I don't believe it could be that or that. I just don't believe. I have no belief, basically. And a new atheist will go out of their way to attack religion mm. in the same way that like the the Westboro Baptist Church will go out of their way to say everyone's wrong. Yeah. Like they are to Christianity what new atheists are to atheists. Yeah. To exactly. not have a belief is perfectly acceptable. 
but to then go and attack everyone that does is unacceptable to me. Yeah, I, I can't, I think, and it, the reason it poses um, quite a big issue at the minute for not just, not really for me, but for, for others in a religious, with a religious background or with a faith of some kind is because it's so aggressive, like, or new atheism tends to be such an aggressive, I accept your beliefs and I don't have, there's not any part of me that has an agenda behind trying to aggressively prove that either of you are wrong. You're never going to tie me down and force me to believe anything. No, and I don't, I'm not interested in it. Because it's not for me. It doesn't. I don't understand what what they think it achieves. Well, and as actually, a Christian, you believe that humans are given free will by God. So why would you go against my free will that was given to me? I think for me, the thing that I find because I've read um, I read the Dawkins delusion a few years ago, and then read sorry read the, the God, God delusion. delusion. Yeah. I then read the Dawkins delusion, right. which is written by a guy called Alistair McGrath, okay. who is like Dawkins' friend at Oxford when they were at university together. Both of them went into university atheists mm-hmm. um, and then came out and obviously came out the other end of university, Richard Dawkins being quite um, an aggressive... He's almost like forthright, the spokesperson for yeah, the new atheists. he's like the mouthpiece for new atheism. Yeah. And this this guy, Alice, Alistair McGrath, who will, will um, I recommend his book, um, mm-hmm. both books that I've read, read, read them both, he, he came out a Christian. And so his his question was, well, how can two people, both both of them academically bright, you know, both went to the most prestigious university in the country, in one of the most prestigious universities in the world, both came out with completely different views. Um, and the, the Dawkins delusion picks apart the points that he makes, because there's a lot of holes in his arguments that contradicts each other. And, and I think it's not just... Um, it's not just the atheists that look him, look at him and go, ah, oh, man, you're giving us a bad name. It's mm. also scientists. Mm-hmm. I watched a documentary film called The Unbelievers. Um, which yeah. Followed, have you seen I saw, that? I saw it, yeah. yeah that, that follows Dawkins around, and that really gives an insight. It almost gives you an insight to the new atheism thing, because they have these like anti-religious festivals in yeah. that. Which yeah. he's like almost like the celebrity spokesperson of and stuff. So to get an, if you want to watch that, I'll put that on the blog as well. Gives you an idea of like how extreme like new atheism will go and stuff like yeah. that, and that's presented as like a um, a positive documentary. It's not like look at these people not and how they attack yeah. everything. It's like, hey, look if you want if you're an atheist, you should watch this. Mm. And I watched it as an atheist, and I was sort of shaking my head a bit, being like, this is so extreme and unnecessary. Mm. I think so. for me, I find them hypocritical in the sense that they they attack anyone that has a faith, <clears throat> and they they find it incredibly uneducated of people to you know they they say that when you go to church you have to leave your brain at the door mm. um and i find that incredibly like anyone who's a re- who's religious spiritual in any way is stupid yeah and for me that's massively hypocritical because i would suggest that as a scientist you have to have an element of faith in your theories Okay, so I can't prove that there was the Big Bang, but I have I have faith that mm. that's what happened. And, you know, they, a lot of them... Um, there's a video, I'll try and remember the name for it. It's on YouTube. I'll try and remember the name. If I remember it, we'll, I'll rec- recommend it mm-hmm. as a watch. Because there's a guy who 
uh, went around some of the universities in America. So he went to like Harvard uh, and a few other, I can't remember which ones he went to, but Harvard was like the most prestigious one, I think, that he went to. He spoke to professors, all the students, asked them, do they believe in God? Um, do they believe in evolution? Both of them said, no, yes. And then they, they were just, they were questioned about what, why do you believe in evolution? And then they were all asked, can you give us examples of one species evolving into another species, which mm-hmm. is what they all say evolution is. Mm-hmm. And they all gave example of different kinds of species evolving into different kinds, but none of them could give that de- definite, this is one species evolving into something completely different, like a bird into a snake or whatever. Mm-hmm. Um, and so the, the, the argument behind that was, okay, so therefore you have to have an element of faith that what you're saying is real. What yeah. happened happened and so i I think i think that that, that's why i I was interested to see what you guys would think because i I think it's prominent in the religious sphere at the minute and we've had we had a guy come to our church um a few months ago who's one of the lead the world's leading biochemists and he's a christian and and all he was saying was that you know the the i think people if you if you're if you're even asking that question you're asking the wrong question because the bible or the quran or um the Torah, like all religious books, they're not science books, they're history books. Mm-hmm. So it can't disprove it because they're too, it's like trying to prove that poetry isn't poetry with a law book. Like they're two completely different books, so you can't do it. The but, other term for new atheists is um, anti theists, isn't it? Y- yes, is that the same anti- thing? Because they're anti theists, is like God, right? Yeah, I guess so. For me, though, it's kind of it's it's one and the same because it's. I don't know. I suppose if you're anti something, mm. are you aggressively? Yeah, that's what I always. Is think that of. what yeah, it is? That's what I think. If you're anti-theist, you're like against, yeah, like the religion, anti-Christ. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So, Tish, what do you think about science and the religion? Well, first, uh, there's another book that you should read called "The Science Delusion" by Rupert Sheldrake. Yeah. Okay. And his, I've heard him on a lot of podcasts, and I'm listening to that book at the moment on audio book. Um, and his view is that science is very dogmatic and science, well, science is the study of things that we can see, basically. Yeah. And it is a belief system. Science is a religion to me. Like, mm. there's no two ways about it. Science is a belief system because nothing can be proven completely. So for people to get on their high horse when it comes to science it's sort of it's silly because yeah. nothing is proven but you've you've also for me i i can't and the 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 issue you've got is um it's the same with any kind of propaganda i suppose where um so these new atheists are quite clever at picking you know, so they've they've obviously picked people to have debates with about this stuff, and then they they broadcast it because they've won this glorious debate with people. They're trying to, and for me, it's I I think that's what makes me, um, I guess it makes me quite angry about it because it's like well, they're always very smug about it's it. It's like a huge what? So the whole purpose of your life is to prove that you're right, like, yeah. and and also, you know, the other the other way that they're hypocritical is I, I, Dawkins has said in numerous interviews that. Um, he hates that Christians, that the one of the only faiths that have like big, uh, like not not festivals because lots of religions have that, but or gatherings, like yeah, 
and and he said you know as as a faith he said you can't he said they're actively seeking to try and get people to believe what they believe and that's wrong people should be left to believe what they want to and yet here they are with their meetings they're doing exactly the same and they even had a go because they they i think they i think i think it might have been christopher hitchens i'm not i don't know don't quote me on this but one of the sort of big guys main guys um picks up they went into a church and saw that like the young kids were singing like Bible songs and he's like, that's, that's awful. You know, you can't, you can't be teaching people and bringing, you know, and yet I think it was like less than a year later, there was like a atheist meeting somewhere in Europe that was going on, which had um, songs teaching children about thinking. And it's like, well, you can't, you can't have, you can't have your cake and eat it. Now you've, you've, you can't, you can't contradict all the time. And, I think what's happening at the moment, though, is culturally we are more inclined to not have a religion because of the capitalist society we live in. You know, if people thought that you could find happiness without spending money, that would really piss off the people that are trying to sell you stuff to make you happy. It's coming up to Christmas. So, like, there's always been religious, like, popular religions, and at the moment it seems like atheism is on the up. But I think that's only because of the society we live in. It breeds that kind of mentality. It's like individualistic, isn't it? And I think, well, it's it is and it isn't because it it's just, a, it's it just comes in waves. It allows Religion you to be more selfish if you are that way inclined. Yeah, yeah. And the uh, capitalist society is like selfish. Christianity and most religions have uh, a very selfless mm. and sacrificial. And a lot of the, the world in general is more selfish anyway. Yeah. And atheism allows selfishness very mm. easily yeah so but what was your original route. question because i had an answer but I can't it was remember. about um uh, has science disproved religious theories or the bible or torah or whatever not religious... at all T- not at all okay totally science ha- hasn't has done as much as religion has Neither can disprove the it's, other it's exactly the same no one has the answer to either exactly mm. so for someone to say for someone to shit on someone preaching the Bible while preaching not the Bible is just the same. <laughs> it's just exactly the same. Yeah. It's, yeah. But to be honest, it's just yeah. giving these people cr- more credence than they deserved is where we're all going wrong. We just need to ignore these fucking idiots and carry on with our lives, really. <laughs> yeah, think... Unless you listen to the show, in which case you're not yeah, an idiot. Yeah, please keep listening. keep listening. You're not an idiot. You're um, amazing. Well, yeah, yeah. So. No, I, I know what you mean, and I think, um, yeah, it's like it's like I said, like the if if you're attacking the religious book with science, you're attacking you, you're going down the wrong alley anyway because it's not religious, it's not a, a scientific book, it's a history book. Mm. The only and there's so much, you know. I had um, uh, there's a guy that uh, Rachel and I met uh, a few years ago in church, and he said, "Yeah, but what about dinosaurs? They went the Bible." And I said, was n- neither's DNA, neither's like cancer or microbes or mm. like bacteria. Like none of that's in the Bible. Nuclear war, like none of that. Like, so does that mean it doesn't exist? Does it mean it. yeah? It's like does that mean it's not true? Of course not. It's just not in that particular book. Mm. But all right, I think the only real belief that I hold is that we don't know anything. And if anyone sits there and says, "Well, my belief is better than yours," it's just straight away. It's just like shut up. You're an mm. idiot. Yeah. Because everyone's belief is exactly the same as everyone else's because we don't know anything. 
There's nothing that can be proven. I mean, even like our own history is very shady. Like science tries to put a net around everything and sort of come to conclusions too fast. They'll come to a conclusion and a few years later they'll say, well, actually, we're rethinking that. And, and I think it's just it's really annoying that they would just come to these conclusions and then people will just defend it to the hilt and say that's the yeah. conclusion and it's not it's totally wrong i think and i think this is um slightly different but i think that's why in a sense people that do that or i suppose you call them like judgmental people that's where they they lose their credibility because their foundations are always moving if you take any religion their foundations remain the same like so the bible is it's the same it hasn't been like it's it's only retranslated when it's retranslated into like a new tribal language or like a really really spark like a language that's really quite um like what's the word where it's not very common you know it's been around for centuries and it's not changed and yet you've got scientists like oh yeah we're not so sure that's actually true mm. anymore and so for me it's yeah it's mad that people could be so and yet whenever there's a new theory it's like fact. It's like, mm. No, that's fact. And people were like, "Did you know this now?" Like, yeah. Well, what, like, what we've been saying for yeah, years. I don't no, know, no, 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 no. This is this is it now. This is it. This yeah. is the one. <laughs> for me, any theory that doesn't take into account every other theory that exists can't be true, because you can't say, "Oh, this is what life is," without taking into account the psychedelic experience, for example. You can't mm. sit there and say, "Oh, well, this is what it is." Well, what about? Oh, we don't really know. Well, then <laughs> revise that view because in, until you can take everything into account, demonic possession, ghosts, until you can have an answer for all of it, mm. and it's just not going to happen. Mm. We do, we don't have the capacity to know what existence is. We can only sit here and say, "I like to believe this," mm. and you can say, "I like to believe that," and I think it's just responsible just to say, "Cool." I can believe what I want to believe. You can believe what you want to believe. It doesn't affect... No one else's beliefs affect mine. Mm. Because if they did, then it would just show how how faltering my own beliefs are, if that makes sense. Um, we've been recording for an hour and 12 minutes. And <laughs> we've done three questions. So not saying we need to like gloss over the next questions, but... Keep it snappy. Yeah, not, keep, not just like, yep, yeah, no, whatever, but... Um, mm. If we want to get through these questions, we need to okay. be a bit more streamlined. What other questions? I thought we had one each, and then that was it, wasn't no, it? No, two each. Two each? Yeah. Oh, okay, I'll try and think of one. And, uh... So shall I carry on my second one? Well, this, yeah. might go, this might be fairly quick, actually, because it's a kind of weird question anyway. Okay. I'll try and put this across in a way in which I mean it to be. So, why is life, in particular human life, held in um, such high regard as a human, why is other human life held in a such high regard when death uh, is comes so easy and is so inevitable and comes like so fleetingly? Like, if someone died, if you died in front of me now, it'd be so shocking and affecting. Mm. But it really shouldn't be because it's just, it's just, it's just death. It's, it's just part, part of life. life. Yeah, and it's some comes so easy. I could literally go and get. Um, a long knitting needle and slowly push it through my eye into my brain and kill myself right now mm. it would be nothing it would be so simply done so quickly and easily over mm. yet it would be it's held in a such a high regard mm. but why is that um why do we look at human life we were so highly yeah 
I see what you mean. I think me and my wife were watching TV the other day, um, and um, we kind of answered that. I, or I kind of felt like I answered that. He has the answer. No, no, no I don't. No, <laughs> this is just this is just my opinion. Okay. I want to make this really clear. Like, if if something tragic happens in your life, and like, so basically, it was uh, they have so we have this thing in the UK. Um, it's on one of our TV channels called Stand Up for Cancer or Stand Up to Cancer. Sorry, not for it. Um, and uh, it's I think it's like a week or something. It's like a week long, and they have different comedians going on to different shows. Or and it's like a it's supposed to raise money and awareness for cancer, as if people aren't already aware of it. But um, and like there was like one of the one of the views like people were ringing in and people talking about it and um one of this guy was like oh how can you know life is so unfair life you know how can that happen and like i said in the previous episode like how can this happen to good people and mm. how can children get cancer and how can you know you've got this married couple and they're married for they're only married for six months and then he got cancer and died and it's like how can that happen it's so unfair and and i was saying to my wife i said well, it's, it for me it and that is tragic that is awful if that happens to you it's terrible like you say it's shocking however it happens around us all the time mm. you know it happens we see natural disasters or well yeah like like in the animal kingdom like you 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 only have to watch an animal documentary to know that the animal world is the animal kingdom is such a brutal unforgiving place you know, and and you you sort of you watch it and think, well, we're not any different. We're just we're all a part of that. Yeah. Hi, it's Bob Shaw here. I'm just uh, going to interject at this point to warn you. Uh, there's only about just under 20 minutes of the show left, but from this point on, there's some real bad sort of audio disruption and crackling and popping uh, in the background. So I really apologise for that, and I'll try and. Uh, sort it out for future episodes but we don't really know what caused it this time around uh, i'll try and get to the bottom but there's nothing i can do about it for now so again apologies for like the last 20 or so minutes of this episode and the the lower quality in uh, sound on it part part of this question as well like if you're driving on the road in the early hours of the morning and you see a dead rabbit on the side of the road you sort of, you sort of go oh and carry on driving. Yeah. If you're driving or a dead human at the side of the road, you'd be like, oh, I've got to call the police, I've got to, oh my God, like, why I, so? I think it's because, I'm not saying it's, I'm not saying it shouldn't, if I saw a human, dead human at the side of the road, I'd be like, oh my God, and yeah, yeah. Animated, but yeah. why are we triggered to do that? Because it's one of us. I think it's, oh. I think it's, um, my, again, this is just my opinion. I think it boils down to relationships. Because, Again, I haven't been an animal, so I don't know this. But the way I see it is if you're an animal, I don't know if animals would have like that um, understanding to, like, your cat, Mm. if it saw another dead cat, wouldn't be able to relate to it as, like, a conscious... I don't know. I'm not saying that animals aren't conscious beings. I'm just saying that I think... I think it's easy for me to just finish what I'm saying. I think it's it's relationships. So there's, there's a... There's something tied to that death. So if if Tiss, like you said, if Tiss just died now, yeah. I'd be horrified because he's like one of my best mates. So yeah. therefore, and also there's the other consequences, like he's got a family and other people that love him, and it's going to affect other people. So I guess yeah. if I so saw when a... you see another human dead, you instantly 
as another human, you're linking, you're thinking, oh, he's got family, yeah, he's you got this, can, he's got that. Yeah, you can relate to it and you can kind okay. of... Okay, yeah, that's a good answer. So I guess I guess really for me, yeah, you, you can relate to other people as... And, and I guess that's why there's been such an overreaction to the the refugee crisis at the minute because people are starting to realise it's not uh, it's not people just coming over here to get our benefits. Mm. It's because they're genuinely desperately trying to leave their countries because they feel unsafe and they're willing to put their lives at risk to do that because they know that they're not safe back home anyway. Mm. So for me, when you see stuff like that, that something inside of you is, is like you 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 feel it's like emotion i suppose mm-hmm. but yeah for me it's relationships it's got yeah. to be that mm. it's funny you say about a cat if a cat looks like another cat because um two doors down there was a cat that was really nice uh used to come and play in our garden and our cat it was like sort of the only other cat around here that our cat would sort of give the time of day and they'd sit around and it died recently it got hit it was only young but it got hit by um a car oh. just outside our house and it walked down to die in our garden and died in our garden oh. and it was really sad and I when I first saw it looked out the window I thought it was sleeping in our garden because it was always there and when I went down it was covered in flies and there was blood and stuff and it was really sad for me to see yeah. but I went and found the owner and got him round but just as we was about to like pick it up and take it away or whatever um, our cat who hadn't been around came back and saw it mm. on the floor and it was so um, upsetting to see. I was like, I hope she doesn't see it. Mm. And when I saw her see it, it was so sad. But I don't know if that was like me projecting a human a human feeling onto it. Yeah. Because I was like, oh, it must be really horrible for her. Yeah. And her, her ears pinned back and she was very sort of like, wouldn't go near it, like step back from it. And she went and sat in the shed for the rest of the day and wouldn't come out. But I don't know if she would have sat in the shed for the rest of the day anyway. I don't know if I'm projecting human yeah, emotion onto it's her. hard to know. Yeah. Was she just sitting in the shed? Or yeah. did she, was she consciously thinking... Oh, she God. really sad that Bob, her friend Bob's had died. died. Yeah. Or whatever his name is. Um, his name was Rory. Uh, was that the one I saw playing? The black and white few... one, yeah. Oh, that's a yeah, shame. It was really, it was re- that was about two weeks ago, three weeks ago. Um, yeah, mm. that was really sad. But when I saw when when I saw her come down the path like normal... And she came near him, his dead body on the ground. In my head, I was just like, oh no. Yeah. It was so sad. But yeah, it's weird. What do you think, Tiss? What's the original <laughs> question? It's the, it's the original question, yeah, yeah. Sorry, let's let's go off topic. What was it? Oh yeah, why, uh, why as a human do you hold, do we hold other human life in such high regard? Um, because... When, when death is so fleeting. In my opinion, it goes back to the fact that we are basically animals. We are mammals. And our instincts, even though we don't have as much, we don't live as much in instinct as animals do. Because animals live in this game of evolution and survival and uh, Mm. natural selection and stuff like that. And we, with our consciousness, we've kind of gone away from that. But obviously we still have, we still hold on to those roots. Mm -hmm. It's still rooted deep within us, our animal instincts, like envy and jealousy and stuff like that. So yeah, it's pretty much, it's, the aim of the game for every animal is survival and yeah. evolution. Yeah. And it's, you know, there's our ancestors, some of them had to brave, you know, they probably lived just in pure cold weathers. They had no quality of life, but instinctively they just survived and looked after each other to pass on the genes along and carry on to 
basically our species. So that is just, I think it's just ingrained in us. Yeah, so it's like the purpose has changed. Like, and for me, I, this is going slightly off topic, but this is why, again, I've been thinking about this recently when watching The Walking Dead. Because right. I'm convinced one of the reasons it's so popular is because it's a story about survival. Yeah. And the whole way through, you're watching it thinking, I genuinely think this is the way humans would be if this happened. I believe that there would be people like that. Yeah. And you can see it, because they'd have to be to survive. And our, our role and purpose as humans is not necessarily about survival anymore, because our quality of life is so much better than our ancestors. Hmm. So... But some people, you see documentaries where they go back into like Siberia and they just live on their own, and just they love the thrill of just surviving in the wild and battling with animals, constant the constant battle, because they don't they feel too modicoddled in this society. So yeah, I think it's just that's just deep rooted in us. Mm. Do you have a second question? I'll go for Beef's second question first. Right. I'm still developing. Okay. Mine. Um, I've kind of got to apologise because now I've got like a grasp of the kind of questions you guys are asking I know I can be a bit more broad but I specifically chose the kind of questions I'm asking or, or that are being asked of me at church at the minute so, because I knew that they would be different enough for you to not well, ask them that's the thing none of us knew what each other no. was going to bring to the table so, and I think we all went out of our way to try to make and bring sure something that, they were that would different. be different so, but this, I suppose this is something which is fairly contemporary and I guess anyone could think of this but my question um, is a bit simpler than any of you guys I want a simple but, question but it, yeah to, um, but my, my question is uh does religion cause wars yes um <laughs> tis what are you thinking as well? i if does religion re- wasn't there to cause sorry if religion wasn't there to cause the wars though something else would yeah there's yeah. always a difference in opinion and belief that's going to cause wars and, and religion is an easy go-to for that mm. And yes, religion causes wars, but so does money, and so does um, like a, a real estate and um, ownership and all that stuff, um, and bloodlines and you know anything. Just a difference of opinion, and which religion is a difference of opinion. Mm-hmm. So yes, religion causes wars, um, but every difference of opinion causes wars. Mm. Well, and, I'm, yeah. yeah, I'd say that religion isn't. You can't. So by that, you can't say religion causes wars. So like everything causes like religion, money, this and that. But what is the thing that's consistent through all of them? And I would say ego. There's always someone with an ego that's trying to oppress someone else. So yeah. religion isn't the problem. Yeah. yeah, it's that person. Because you're religious, but you're not starting wars. But an egotistical person with religion <clears throat> would take that religion... And and oppress people with it. Yeah. yeah. So it's, it's not the religion, someone. it's the person no matter doing the, topic, the oppressing. No matter so. the topic, there's always going to be someone who yeah. believes they're right. Yeah. yeah. Who won't let, and they won't let someone be wrong, mm-hmm. according to them. So, mm. no, you're not, you, know, you don't think the same as me. Sorry, mate. Yeah. You're going to die. Yeah. And um, so, yeah, religion causes wars, but so does every disagreement of opinion because there are people out there who are but I think like in this world there are either religious people or non-religious people and both of them have started wars Mm. so by that you can't pin it on religion you can only pin it on 
a consistency, you see, because, like, let's take, for example, the war in Iraq. If you're going to say it was for oil, which is a popular belief amongst people, yeah, then that isn't religious. That is pure... Well, it is religious. It's the religion of capitalism. It's the religion of money. But it's not really a religion. So you can't say that a religious person started that war. It was just an egotistical person who wanted power. Yeah. And then on the other coin... That, well, yeah, wars are started and people are religious. And to confuse the two, it's like saying... Does having blonde hair cause wars? Because someone with blonde hair started a war. Does yeah. That makes sense. Religion is easy to pick up on because it, it's a belief system, but I think it clouds the real reasons. Yeah. It's easy to pinpoint religion. I think it's a, it's an easy scapegoat, isn't it? And I think um, it's. I, I'm just going with these type of questions because they're prominent at the minute. They're the ones that are being attacked, that, that, that are being used to attack religion at the minute because there's so much extremism out there and i think it's the same the same goes for i've got i've got um friends who are muslims who they're like just as much as uh westboro baptist church they're not christians just as much as some christians would say they're not actually christians muslims would say members of is yes definitely not muslims and i would i would say as a non-muslim they're not bothered about you believing in islam is this Risky? Are we going to get attacked for this? No, because they're probably no. not. No, no, I'm not. And, and no this one is... has listened to our podcast. No, I don't know. Maybe. If you are, contact us yeah. because that, that would be an interesting conversation, right? Well, nah. yeah, it'd be a scary convers- conversation. I'm not. I'm not. Um, I, I'm. I think I'm just saying that, like, they obviously have an ideology which isn't necessarily. Some of it is probably Islam. Some of it is maybe a percentage of something they've read in the Quran. But then you get anyone else who's read the Quran, they would say wholeheartedly, one hundred percent, that they're not they are not Muslims mm. and they don't follow Islam and his ways. And and so therefore I would say that I think it's you could say it's any kind of opposition could cause a war. Or any kind of Belief system. Any kind of belief system that that feels like it has a right to overpower another one, or mm. you, or any kind of political agenda, even it's you know we see it all the time. Just because we're not like a bloodthirsty human race like we were centuries ago, where it was a case of if there's a problem you just kill it. Well, I you would know. argue that we are. Sorry. <laughs> I would argue that we are. We no, but we. Do, I suppose we living we, in England, we don't see it as much. Yeah, I suppose. Um, no, you're right. I suppose what I would I'd say is that. You know, people say, oh, "Are we ever going to get World War 3 I'd say, "Well, we're probably living in World War 3 It's just mm. wars are fought much differently yeah. now. Yeah. yeah. I wonder when this war that seems to be been going on for like ten years now, at least, um, if it ever comes to a conclusion, because it really doesn't feel like it ever is going to end. There's uh, someone what said to me considered World War Three. Someone said to me the other day that there's only been like since World War Two, mm. there's only been like a matter of minutes where there's been peace across mm. the globe like it's minutes mm. because as soon as World War 2 ended there was other conflicts that mm. have arisen and so I think unfortunately because of the nature of who we are as people I think there will always be war mm. it just it will be something different mm. you know? it was a good distraction for people because 
if there wasn't a war, we'd be concentrating on how the economy is and stuff like that. But as it is, we sort of say, oh, well, the government can deal with everything because there's so much going on. But without, I mean, the war can be a scapegoat. We can be like, hold on a minute, we're going to protest this. And then a war starts and we're like, fuck, we're just going to leave it until the war ends. Does that make sense? Mm. Yeah. It can be a scapegoat for so many things. That's where conspiracy theories come in as well, isn't it, about different things, Mm. like 9-11. Yeah, it's nice and convenient for a lot of people. But, mm. Okay, Tiss, have you got your second question yet? I'm trying to think of one. Chuck something out that we can give a simple yes or no to. Uh, right, think about this. Think about it while I just do a little bit of housekeeping okay. at the end of the episode. Okay, cool. So, as usual, if you've got any stories for us or want to contact us in any way, and we love hearing from everything and anything you've got to say to us, um, that's unexplainableuk at mail.com. Uh, you can find a companion blog to each episode uh, at weirdtalesintheunexplainable.blogspot.com. If you go, uh, we're on iTunes, we're on Stitcher, we're on Podomatic. You can find us to listen to us and subscribe and download and all these different places. And if you want to donate and be... Um, our best friend. You can find us on um, unexplainable.podomatic.com. There's a little PayPal donate button on the right, um, and that all goes towards the show. Anything we get to buy better equipment and stuff, make the show better. And in terms of talking of making the show better, just you know, if you like the show, tell someone or retweet it or something and spread the word. We have um, just great listeners at the moment, and you know, the more it grows, the better it's going to be. Um, we so can make this as good as we possibly can. But yeah. Please, yeah. Like, I would do this if I had two listeners. I never thought we'd get the amount of listeners we have now. Yeah. And the more listeners we get, the more it makes me just want to make it good for everyone that's listening. Mm. Um, so, yeah, we just want to put everything we have into it. Um, Tiss, do you have a final question for us to go out on? Yeah, yeah. Well, uh, what do you think to the fractal theory of the universe, whereby... The universe is fractal, so it's infinitely big and infinitely small, so we can look at an atom and then keep going down and down, and that atom could be like a universe, and keep going down and down, keep going through, do you see what I mean? And you can keep going bigger. This universe is an atom in a bigger universe, and an atom in a bigger universe. I don't know, I'm not saying (laughs) Ant-Man. He does it in Ant-Man. Oh, really? He goes so small that he's in another whole plane. Oh, well, It's really interesting. Yeah. Um... So what do you think to the fractal? It was cool theory. in the film. No, um, <laughs> I, that's actually something that's always fascinated me. Um, I because love, atoms look like solar systems. Yeah, I love the idea of that. I love the idea that you go so small. And, you know, you get infinitely smaller to more and more and infinitely bigger to more and more. And there's, it's mm. all just unfathomable. Yeah, because when you die, you could, you could get... You could go into that smaller universe mm. because you're thing could be tight your conscious could be like an atom inside your brain that like just becomes a universe and then you go back into that universe and and it carries on and on Mm. i for me i i can't it hurts my head when i think about how big the universe is yeah like um when you think about how far away different things are when i think about light years Mm. yet how fast light travels no part of my brain goes, oh yeah. Like my brain sits there and just like, I can't, I can't comprehend it. And yet I also, I used to think about this when I was a kid and I tried to explain it to someone else at school and they thought I was mental. Where I was like, 
What if the you our universe is like a tiny fraction mm. of like a chair leg yeah. of someone's house in another universe? I or, love the idea of it. Like for me, it's like I can't. Infinity is is almost impossible to get your head around. I think I can't imagine something. I can't imagine an infinite amount of anything. Hmm. I can't. I can't grasp it. So for me, it's mind blowing. That's like I was saying when they said that they don't. A lot of scientists are thinking the Big Bang isn't right. That it's infinite in both directions. I was like, I couldn't even deal with the universe being infinite in one direction. No. And now I'm just like, oh my god, what? But then equally, I can't believe that it does make sense because I also can't. It's like, well, there was nothing. The idea of there being yeah. nothing is too much as well. Yeah, so there must have always been something. Something. This is what I want our next discussion to be about. The next discussion show in ten episodes or so time. Big science. Science that makes you feel small. Science that makes you have an existential crisis. Crisis science. <laughs> this is the science. sort of stuff that I think about every day. Good. You'll be um, I really dynamite on that show then. Yeah, I really you can lead it. relish those thoughts. You know when you say it hurts your brain to think about infinity? Yeah. For me, it's like that Opens is your brain. But to think about infinity, you'd have to sit there for infinity thinking about it because infinity yeah. goes on forever. So you'd be you thinking could never it understand it forever because there's too much to ever understand. Yeah, exactly. Well, it's the same like as... pi is infinity. Mm. It's infinite. It's... And it's a radius of a circle divided by its uh, area, isn't it? That's what pi is. Yeah. It's infinite. Pi. It's an infinite number which goes on, goes on and on and on. Um, it's for me. It's the same as eternity. Like when people talk about the afterlife and yeah. they talk about eternity, I can't get my head around. Like someone was saying, I was watching a documentary and someone said eternity is almost like you could put any number you want into a day. So like ten thousand years would feel like a day, but then you'd have no recollection of you what a no day would be. Of time. So therefore, how would you know? So. How long? It just, I, yeah. So those two concepts just—they hurt my head, but they hurt my head because it's like so. But my brain relishes. Amazing. Yeah. I love it. It's like my brain feeds on it. It's like I need it. I, I need to be like shut up. I can't think about this. But at the same time, I'm like tell me more. Yeah, Because yeah. it, it, it's like my brain feeds on it. It relishes it. Hmm. But at the same time, it's like this is too much, man. See, I, much. I just relish it. I just relish it. I would love. I it must I want to bring a well. question to you, which is too much for you. It does. I pop <laughs> my girl in life, not just on the show. Want to stump you? But I just love pushing through every wall and just and like yeah, just yeah, just freaking out all the time. That's great. <laughs> it's great because you're pushing your your boundaries out and dissolving them. Mm. Well, wow. and that's, that's and that is in extension what psychedelics do they are the fast track to this train of thought they dissolve boundaries mm. there we have it and that's a good way to end the show another jumbo episode yeah i hope you enjoyed um listening to this sort of different style of episode don't worry we're not just going to sit around like drumming into you every week from now on this is going to be maybe like a one in ten ish episode so if you like it let us know and if you hate it let us know because yeah. any feedback's good yeah. but for now until next time don't die on me
Hold up. What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here. And it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt free. Hello, Fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello, Fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at HelloFresh.com. When you drive a vehicle so reliable it's backed by a 10 year, 100,000 mile limited warranty, you stop thinking about what you can't do and start doing what you never thought possible. Visit your local Kia dealer today to see what you're capable of in a vehicle that inspires confidence around every corner. Kia, movement that inspires. Call 800-333-4 Kia for details. Always drive safely. Limited inventory available. Warranties include 10 year, 100,000 mile powertrain and 5 year, 60,000 mile basic. Warranties are limited. See retailer for details.